This podcast is dedicated in loving memory and tribute to Judy Roth, Ashley Berg, and Bennett White. Radio, a podcast about cycling, health, music, art, and transformation. With your hosts, Greg Roth and Dave the Rocket Richter. We Ride Y Radio podcast, episode number six. It's been a while, but we're back. I'm Greg. And I'm Rocket. And welcome to a brand new episode of We Ride Why Radio. We have a lot of catching up to do. In the second half of the show, we have your lovely wife, Jennifer, co-founder of Fount Cycling Guild and coach of the Fount Ladies. And we have Veronica Ewers, who finished third in the U.S. Nationals a few weeks back. But before we get into it, we're going to kick it off with one of my favorite songs from one of my favorite bands from the Pacific Northwest, Truly. Turn it around. 
Now, some of you may wonder where we've been, and some of you, most of you probably don't care. <laughs> so what happened was, we haven't done an episode in a while, Rocket, have we? We have not. It's been, there's been a lot of things going on, and we're going to catch up on this episode. I started a new job, and then Fount Cycling Guild has just been blowing up with some amazing things. So we both got really busy at the same time, doing a lot of new things. The podcast kind of like slipped by the wayside a little bit. So we wanted to wait until we had a clear space, and we had some things cool to share with you so we're back and we will be back on a regular basis we promise we were just getting started with this to begin with and now we're going to start getting in a regular cadence i think i mean where do we start i know it's just, <laughs> it feels like years it does and you know what six months with everything that's been going on you know there's actual cycling events now and and just everything six months is a long time i mean a lot has happened in that six months and we're going to talk about that and and we're going to talk about training camp and an incident that you had which was pretty serious and we're going to get to that later but we want to just catch up with you rocket and talk about what's been going on with fountain cycling guild since the beginning of the year oh man it's a, a lot's going on we got a new van a sprinter van uh big That's boy right. big, big boy, boy. Yeah. Big boy. <laughs> i got eighteen thousand miles on big boy in the last three months it's a beautiful van yeah. we'll have a photo on the facebook page and social media as well if you haven't seen them already you can go to we ride why on uh instagram and of course found cycling on instagram and see all yeah anyway. so big boy's seen the country already three or four times and uh we've been so we've been racing all over the place we went to the u.s pro championships which was the highlight of the year right. yeah yeah just to be there was an honor so we were invited to go and uh we fielded a squad and we put somebody on the podium yeah we're going to talk about that because that's pretty cool yeah. there, that 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 is really amazing but i want to talk about just racing in general because as you know and we talked about this in prior episodes there was no races so we created challenges you created challenges for yourself or for the club and i created some challenges for myself but even even at the beginning of the year, there wasn't really any races in the Pacific Northwest. So you got big boy, mm -hmm. and you said, you know what? If the races aren't going to be here, we're going to go to the races. We're going to go find the races. We're going to yeah. go find the races. So you were race chasing. <laughs> that we were. We, we did. We, uh, we went to Texas to, or Florida to start the year. Nice. And then uh, Texas. And then, jeez, yeah. um, we've been all over the place. Shasta in between. snow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we did some gravel racing as yep. well. Yep, yep. Um, it's it's been it's been eventful too. I mean, <laughs> even the gravel race, it was uh, beautiful down there, and then the morning of the race, it snowed a foot. Wow. So no, I mean, you guys like that's hardcore, man. It's like no, we're gonna race. We're on, like, I don't care if the race if it gets snowed out, fine. Then we're gonna go to Arizona and do a race there. It's kind of what was. you did. And that, I mean, it just it's been so long since we yeah. really raced it. And I mean, even that Shasta race, I was uh, I was <laughs> having a great race and flatted i got a flat tire of, uh, like i think it was three miles from the finish oh. and i just rode it i yes. just like of course I, you i'm did. finishing this race uh, i'm riding it yeah, so like, i just rode on no the doubt. rim yeah how'd you do you still it's probably uh, one still right no I, I can't even remember now it's been so long but it was it was a top 10 finish that's but, still pretty good yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow man how's that feel like when, when you know you put all that work in and you have a chance of really winning and then your tire goes flat yeah. what happens in your brain and in your body like well, it, yeah. it was it was disappointing but it was yeah. less disappointing because the guy that won would have still won 
Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Good. So that I, makes I, it easier, yeah, right? I don't think I would have won that race. But <laughs> oh, good. I, I, I you probably, tell yourself that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I probably would have done uh, second or third though, for sure. Oh, that's good. That takes some of the pain away because if you know you're going to win, that's and then you know you didn't because of that, then it's like, ah, oh, that's painful. Yeah. Then you just curse your bike. Right. Yeah. The relationship with your bike could be altered negatively for a long time. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's crazy. So. You you guys went out with Big Boy and then you did nationals. We're gonna talk about that, but but we gotta talk about this because folks, um, Rocket, as you know, is a professional racer and he puts his body on the line in a way that, that the average person does not and has for years. You know, Rocket's had some incidents and he's had some crashes, but I'm gonna let him talk about it. But I'll just say this he, the team went down uh, for a training camp. And you were out on a beautiful ride in California, out yeah. up in the hills, right? Yeah, as a recon. Um, as a recon. It, well, yeah. we went down there before the yeah. majority of the team was there. Yeah. Because I wanted to scout the courses and just get all the routes dialed so it was, everything would run really smooth. Yeah. So I was just, we were there for a couple of days. And the first day I went out, it was just beautiful riding. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, watched, I saw the photos here. Yeah. I mean, um, just long climbs, long descents, mm. just flowing. You know, it was, it was great. And I was having a good time that first day, just ripping down. Oh, yeah. Roads. Yeah. <laughs> You're in heaven, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the next day I was really G'd up to, you know, uh, go find some more courses and check yeah. them out, check out the roads. I just I stuck some headphones in. I was riding solo. Jennifer stayed home and watched Wolfie, and we were gonna switch off. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so I went out and I just put some headphones in. And uh, what were you listening to? You know, that's I asked my I don't even remember. Wow. Yeah. I I mean, and I try to remember the the song that was playing when this incident happened. I, it's I, good that you don't. I don't. Because then it I could didn't. be triggering. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I I was I was listening to my headphones and I just wasn't focused enough for how fast I was going. Mm. Um. Uh, I was just, you know, long story short, I was going too fast around the corner and uh, going really fast and, and, and didn't make the corner, hit hit the outside curb and went over a cliff about mm. 30, 40 feet down. Wow. Yeah. As I was flying through the air, I just, I don't even remember flying through the air, mm. which is funny because I hadn't hit anything yet. I just hit the curb, but it just ejected me from my bike. Wow. And uh, my brain just said, you're not going to want to see this. <laughs> Isn't it? Our bodies are, are, shut are the, amazing. Shut the computer down. Yeah. yeah. They just shut everything down. Yeah. yeah. So it was really weird. And, uh, but anyway, so I, I was flying through the air and then I just don't remember. And I obviously hit a, a tree or something, um, um, on my right side because when I, you know, when I, when I do remember when I landed, mm. I knew I was injured really bad. Right. Um, I lost my wind, you know, it's like everybody's gotten the wind knocked out of them. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, I got I lost my wind and but it was really bad. Like, oh my god, I can't breathe. And it was my lung that was punctured. Man. Six six ribs were broke. That's what punctured the lung. Uh, a broken neck in three spots and clavicle. So ten bones and it was all on one side. And uh, mm. I was laying on that side. The story gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> I, yes, uh, it does. So we're on. A, I'm on a like a 45 degree angle on this cliff. And I'm like, oh man. I got to get off this side, you know, I, I, for a brief moment, I was like, Oh, am I going to, is this it? <laughs> and, uh, I realized, okay, I'm going to get my wind back. And, you know, I sort of did to be enough to, to like, know, yeah. like, okay, I'm going to survive this. And I rolled over off my bad side to my left side. And as I rolled over, I looked and about an arm length away, about 18 inches away was a diamondback rattlesnake. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> coiled Great. up, coiled up. 
And uh, I mean, it was so, I mean, it was a huge snake too. And it was, it just looked fake. Dude, I just got the visual on that. And I'm thinking like you're laying there like half dead, yeah. crawling up. And then you kind of look up and then there's a snake and you're going, Yeah, I blink oh, my eyes. Perfect. I was like, is this... Is this real? You yeah, know? like, are you like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, that's exactly what I said in my head, and I was like, are you fucking kidding? Yeah, me? Or if, if I died and gone to someplace, and uh, and I yeah. didn't want to move too fast because I, I thought, right. oh man, he's gonna strike me right Absolutely. in the face. Absolutely, you did the right thing. Yeah, and but it wasn't, it wasn't rattling. It mm. was just coiled up, and I, it was just hibernating or something. It was like in the morning. Oh, it was okay. probably cold and just, yeah. I was like, oh, I just kind of moved away from him slowly. And, I, and I'm like, I got to get out of here. There's, Shit, yeah. There's probably more snakes around here, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah. And uh, somehow, I mean, I think that's the motivation, how I got out of that cliff. I mean, I, I look back at that. I was like, how did I get out of there? So if that snake wasn't there, you think that you would have just been maybe laying there a lot longer? I think so. Wow. I, I, I think so. And, and nobody I mean, would have found you. Well, it's a popular bike route. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and uh, what happened was a couple guys on bikes had saw me on the other side because it was down a cliff. And they're right. like, oh, my God, this guy's down this cliff. you know. So they rode up to the other where I flew off, and they, they couldn't do anything. They're like, mm. I can't get down there. It's too steep. And he's like, I'll see if I can go get a rope. <laughs> you had to crawl up. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I mean, I remember scrambling out of there, but it was kind of like the adrenaline scramble, you know, yeah. be, to get out of right. there. I mean, I was pulling, I was at my left hand that I could use. I couldn't even use my right side. It was busted up. I mean, the weeds were pulling right out of the, the side of the hill. Um, so I couldn't get any grip there. And then finally, I just kind of just went into survival mode and my, I just clawed my way out. I mean, I literally put my claws into the dirt and pulled myself up in my left arm. Yeah, and I got out of there, and and then that's when I mean the pain really hit me when I got out of there, and it's like, oh god, I, yeah, I'm messed up, and uh, you know the ambulance came a little later, and they're like, how'd you get out of there? <laughs> and uh, I actually thought about trying to drag my bike. My bike was a little bit further down than yeah. I was even, and I was like, there's no way that bike. How, how was the bike? The bike, I broke the frame, but uh, mm. everything else was. Pretty much okay. I got the because that's the important thing. Yeah, and it actually <laughs> didn't even look like it was broke. It looked like the paint was chipped, but oh. but I had it ultrasounded and it definitely uh, needed repair. So Ruckus in Portland fixed it up for me. Wow. But yeah, they had to they had to get climbing gear to go get the bike out later on. The fire department, thanks to them for doing that for sure. Uh, but yeah, I got out of there and yeah, they took me to Stanford. I spent a week in in the hospital or five days in the hospital. The funny thing is when they put me in the ambulance, uh, one of the guys that was waiting there on the bike, you know, one of the bikers, they said, uh, he was a local and he's like, hey, you guys make sure to like wash him down because he was laying in poison oak. I'm like, oh God. So, <laughs> I mean, okay, so you crashed, <laughs> broke a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Had a rattlesnake almost get you. Yeah. And on top of it, you were also in poison oak? I was in poison oak. And that, honestly, when he said that, I didn't even flinch. I'm like, whatever, you know, because yeah, I, I mean, seriously. I have a broken neck. I, got, yeah, well, I can't hardly breathe. You and can't like, even, but you can't, can't even. Can't move. And yeah. I was like, whatever, poison oak, you know, like. Yeah. And anyway, so they took me to Stanford. You know, they, they plated my ribs, which I didn't even know you could do, but hmm. uh, they put some titanium It's a new procedure. Place. It's yeah. actually really effective. Yeah, and uh, the guy there is, you know, one of the real world-renowned guys to mm -hmm. do it. So I was pretty lucky there. Those guys are awesome. They didn't even bother with, I mean, I was still dirty in my bed the, yeah. third, the third day. I mean, yeah. there was like mud in my hair and shit and <laughs> weeds coming out. And, and I asked them, I was like, you're going to clean this road rash out? You know, and like, they're like, yeah. So they, they finally cleaned it out. And, but uh, anyway, the uh, five days goes by and I get released. 
Um, and then I was there for another couple of days. So I was down there for a week after the crash. Then we came back up to Seattle. And then on the way back up to Seattle, I, uh, I started, I got like a mosquito bite. And I was like, oh, man, I got mm. another mosquito bite. Uh -huh. Hey, I got three or four mosquito bites. And yeah. I was like, I asked Jennifer, I was like, are you getting bitten by mosquitoes? And she's like, no. Those aren't. Those ain't oh, mosquito they bites. They not mosquito bites. <laughs> Poison oak. Yep. I've had it. <laughs> so, yeah, and I guess there's a delayed reaction for uh, yeah. often with poison oak, and yep. it delayed a whole week, yeah. you know, and, uh, and it just came fierce in the next couple days. And, uh, <sighs> yeah, so for— So you're hurting and you're itching. So I'm in a neck brace, uh, you know, busted up. Still got a—they couldn't operate on my collarbone because my neck was broke, so right. they couldn't put plate in or anything, so— yeah, so anyway, I'm just all busted up, and I break out in this massive rash in my legs. my whole, All my legs, yeah. and my chest, so everything that touches poison oak. That's right, because it's an oil. Yeah, and there's not yeah. much you can do after no. the fact. Calamine lotion. And, uh, yeah, and there's this Technu, yeah. this, this brand Technu yeah. uh, soap mm -hmm. um, that's supposed to help pull the poison out. And So I started using that, but, it, I mean, it, it was for two weeks I had yeah. this rash, and it was the worst thing ever. Uh, I, it I mean, is. It's terrible. I had it when I was really young, though. Imagine that with a neck brace on. Oh my gosh! Couldn't. I mean, I couldn't sleep for like two well, weeks. Well, you can't even. Yeah. Oh man. It was man. terrible. And my legs were swollen. Uh, they were. They looked like my grandma's legs. They were terrible. Here's the thing, and for me, this was this really shook the club up because we have a Slack channel, right? And um, we always check in because it, it's kind of how mm -hmm. we all stay connected. It's right. awesome, man. And so we were, we knew you were down in California, so we're checking the Slack channel. And, and I pull in, I look at the Slack channel, and all I see is a photo of you in the hospital, basically with a neck brace, like, and in tubes and everything else. Yeah, yeah. And that was all we needed to see, you know. And, <laughs> and then it just immediately, I, I immediately, well, first I'll go, shit, not again. Right, right. <laughs> Um, because you, this is not the first time we'll talk about that, but it really shook me up because as a friend, mm -hmm. um, and then, and knowing that you're a dad and knowing that you're our leader to see yeah. your leader, you know, taken out like that. And then you, but, and then Jen came in to explain everything and then that was that, so, but it was really, it was really hard to see. And I mean, everybody reached out to you obviously. Yeah. Now the crazy thing on the flip side Mm -hmm. I uh, I think it was after the tubes were out or when you got home, wherever <laughs> you were, you were on rollers on yeah. a bike with your neck brace on. <laughs> and I get that you were saying, well, I'm just going to see how this feels. Because I think, Jen, when you were in the hospital, you told her yeah. after everything that you've been through mm -hmm. that you're going to go to U.S. National. Yeah. Well, that, and that was the thing. It was like, you know, we everybody, the whole idea with this training camp was to get our, uh, you know, DET team right. uh, ready for nationals, you know. like And hey, that's domestic elite for those of you that mm -hmm. don't understand the acronym for racing. That's domestic elite or pro team. Yeah. And, uh, we, you know, it was the real deal. We wanted to come prepared. We didn't want to yeah. be embarrassed. And uh, so, I, uh, you know, and I've done that race several times. So, you know, I have a lot of knowledge that I could pass on there. And being in the race with the guys is, mm. is super valuable. And the, the next thing I'm on my mind when it's in the hospital was yeah. was like, oh, man, I'm not going to be able to do U.S. Pro. So I, 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 yeah. was, I knew that I was, you know, really injured and uh, U.S. Pro was only a month away. Mm. I was like, oh, there's no way, you know, like. And then one day later, I was like, I could do it. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you, you just know. You know your body. Yeah. But here, here's what I want to talk about because you're obviously you're a racer, you're a competitor, and so it's almost like your first reaction is, well, 
well, can I race? Mm -hmm. But that's not all that you were dealing with because you address the team in a, in a very well articulated, beautifully emotional email about what else you experienced. And we want the audience, because, because you're a dad, and yeah. we talk about Wolfie, and Wolfie's a little badass, and, <laughs> and he's such a great kid. Saw him last week at Seward Park, and, and, and man, he, don't turn your back, because he'll be gone, just like his dad. <laughs> but, but it really impacted you in yeah, a way did. that, because you've crashed before, and, mm -hmm. and, and you've come back, but this was different. Talk about that. Yeah, well, I mean, being a bike racer and a competitor and an athlete my whole life, I think that there really is, it's, it's kind of embarrassing to say that, uh, that everybody that gets any level of high success is, has a level of selfishness too. And I think you need that. You, you have to do that. Um, true. Yeah. It, it, it goes along with determination and, and it's one of the reasons why it makes you a fierce competitor for sure. Right. Um, but I've never, I, I think in my life, I've never really had enough, uh, like real supporters to, to, uh, to feel like I had any, uh, impact on anybody. I, I didn't need to be there. It's not my problem. Basically. Like you don't matter. Yeah. And, and even though I've had, yeah. I've had businesses and, and I've run teams yeah. and everything, I feel like, you know, I mean, I could step away and things would still happen, you know, with, with found, you know, the building this with Jennifer, it was like. It was something, it's something that's really special, and I have a relationship with every person on Fount. And uh, that's right. Yeah, and I and I do feel like, to a certain extent, they do need me. You know, they look we do. Up I, I I felt like the crash shouldn't have happened. It was my fault, and it was it was it was negligence. You know, I mean, I wasn't focused enough. I mean, I'd gone way faster than that before, but in races or competitions. But I'm focused. And I'm ready to do that. You know, that's that's game day. I was going game day speeds with without that focus and you can't do that you know i got lazy you know and it made me realize too you know besides found you know it's like i'm a husband now yeah i mean and i just imagined life mm. you know like if i was jennifer i was like wow yeah. my husband's gone now and and, and, wolfie. and, and yeah. i'm a dad yeah and like it just broke my heart to mm. think wolfie you know he's only two now like his whole life you know growing out with the, mm. without a dad you know like yeah, it, it just really hit me hard, and I was like, wow, that was stupid. It, it's not like I'm not going to go down a descent fast anymore. I'll never do it without that focus. Right. Yeah, and there's and also it makes me think, like, do I really need to do this? You know, do I need to be going this fast right now? Yeah. You know, do I need this? You know, it's like, and if I really want that thrill, then I need to focus and, and uh, concentrate on that. Right. You realize cycling in life there's us, the individual, and then there is us in relation to our community. And I think what I'm hearing is that you really realized how important you are to your community and your community being found, the cycling community, and your family being another community. Yeah. And that it's not just about you, it's not just about what we want, but our actions or whatever we do, whatever happens to us, has an impact on the people around us that we love and who love us. And, and I get that myself, right? Yeah. My dad, like, like he used to fly planes and he used to have a motorcycle. One day he got in a crash and I saw the helmet after. Yeah. And after that, he sold the bike because um, he said, I got kids. I, I, I can't leave my kids, you know, because my mom had died. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just my dad. Yeah. And if he dies, we're orphans. Right. So, yeah, it, it, it was, it's an interesting perspective. And I, 
I don't think you've ever had that perspective. No, no, I have not. I didn't even cross my mind. You know, I just like I would, you know, before I'd be like, well, I just crashed, you know, like, but now it's like, wow, I can't do that. I got to it's I almost liken it to drunk driving. Like, it's almost like drunk driving is like there's something that's avoidable and you know that you shouldn't do it right and you do it you know so there's like, a negative impact yeah 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 um so no i'm still gonna be out there you know raging of course fun, you will you already you know? are and <laughs> but, we're gonna uh, talk about that yeah but um but no i'm 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 very thoughtful now on, yeah. on you know when i you know let it rip a month after you crash you do go to u.s nationals i did yeah talk about that yeah that was a it, it was I, I knew I was going to make it, you know, when I said that I'd go, I, I knew that I'd find a way to make it and that I, and I can just, and it wouldn't be just put me on my bike and I could ride it. I, I'd be useful <laughs> for sure. And, uh, but so I, I kind of put a, uh, I guess a task on myself. I said, if I could ride wall tour Walla Walla the week before, then I could do us pro. Um, and either way I was going to go to us pro. That's right. You did the tour of Walla Walla. Yeah. Than that and uh, now looking back, I I'm sp- kind of surprised myself that I actually did it. How the shape I was in, I mean my shoulder and, <laughs> but I, I did it and I was effective and and we won two stages. So, yeah, so I went. We went to U.S. Pro and uh, with the men's and women's squad, we got the, one of the women on the podium. And we're gonna talk about yeah. that. <laughs> we're gonna talk about that. But but before we, before we get into that, we got to just there's some other things that happened. So. A month after that crash, yeah. and I was there for both, you won two races at Seward Park. I did. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that would not surprise me. And and then, you know, you got to give credit to the team, too, because you got no, a great team. Always, the boys, yeah. man. Yeah. You guys have been riding together for years. Well, and that's part of it. You know, it's yeah. just like I, I just happen to be the finisher. I'm good at finishing races, but everybody has their role in, right. in that race and uh and th- that's what gets everybody excited is when they play a part in it um and, and that's what gets me excited when everybody on the team is excited so and it's it, fun to watch yeah and it takes a win like that to do it and i guess i'm i'm a little bit fueled by that you know yeah like, that's what uh that's what gets me through it you know sometimes i'll uh, I am not joking. The victory salute hurts worse than the race. You know, <laughs> you know what? Knowing what the injury you have, I, I would believe that. Yeah. And to be able to come back and that your commitment and your passion and your love for what you do is what drives you. Yeah. But you have to have a certain mental toughness oh, because sure. it's, I'm sure it hurts a lot. <laughs> what I want to leave our audience with, and, and you can apply this to everything, people, because we all crash in life Mm. it could be on a bike it could be emotional it could be spiritual but we all have a time in our life where we crash how do we deal with it the same mental toughness it takes to come back from a crash and continue to do what you're committed to doing is the same mental toughness that you need in every area when you're dealing with a tragedy a loss whatever for the audience, Rocket, like what is a strategy that you have when you've been, because you've been through this mm-hmm. a few times, you have a strategy, you have a way of being that allows you to work through this and that your commitment and your passion for what you do is bigger than any consideration, including broken bones. Yeah. That's powerful. That's what moves me. What is it? 
that you do? What is the strategy? What is the mentality that you have to work through that so that you can win races and do what it is you love? Oh man, that's, you know, that's the answer. To this is probably six hours long, you know, to talk about this. There's so many factors, yep. but I say it as a coach all the time. It's a little bit the way you're brought up. It's a little bit of the people you surround yourself with. It's a little bit of what, what your goal is, what your determination is. And there's a lot of stubbornness there too. You just got to keep going back to the goal. When you, when, when the hurdle comes up and you get knocked over, or you have a setback, you always have to just go right back to that goal rather than the commitment. Yeah. Talk about like, Oh, my, my shin hurts. Cause I hit it on the hurdle. You know, like, right. no, you got to think like, Oh, I hit my shin. So how do I get back up over this hurdle? You have something you're committed to. And it's like, we've talked about this before. It's like your commitment, you keep it present. Yeah. You have to constantly keep it present. And it means that doesn't mean you have to do it all by yourself. It means you create a support system and your yeah. support system is your club and your family. And so when those days you may not be feeling as strong, you can lean on the people that, that you trust, the people that, that you know have your back and they're going to be there no matter what. And it's okay. Yeah. Nobody thinks less of you. We all need that. And life is a team sport. And I think with, with found, especially, um, it's a great community and it's very encouraging. Everybody lifts each other up and believe me, man, it makes a difference. It really does. And, and I think in life, we need that too. We need our team. We do. Those are people. We well, I just want to say that, man, and I tell you this all the time, you know, what you teach us in terms of cycling is amazing. What I learned from you transcend cycling and i've brought into so many areas of my life in terms of mental toughness working through problems yeah. even at work and i think a lot of us have and that, and and so to us it's like it's not like you're just our cycling coach you're our life coach too you coach from a living example of who your being is Thanks, you know you, it's not like yeah. you tell people how to be you just be who you are and we get it yeah and we it. i want to be more like that or it's like well wow look what rocket did well shit if he can do that well i can do this Ashley had cancer and she was in chemo every day and she hurt and she suffered and yet she lived her life as long as she could until she couldn't anymore yeah. because her commitment and her love of life was more important than her limitations.
starts to fight and he lands himself a night in a cell Well, rape, pants and bruises, twelve mates banging on the door Oh, the back of pants are low, I never saw such a street full of losers Wouldn't believe it, oh no, no, if you seen it All right, we got Jennifer Wheeler, coach of the Fount Ladies, and we got Veronica, superstar, a.k.a. <laughs> Flying V. We got Flying some... V. <laughs> Flying V, that's what I call her. Anyway, um, some really... <laughs> you like that? Flying V. My parents, my parents call me Tenacious V. <laughs> no, you know what? Tenacious V is actually really cool. And I like Flying V. Yeah, I like Flying V, too. Yeah. Well, they like, both apply. Like killer V. Killer, killer V. Killer, killer V. They, they all work. Because <laughs> you're yeah. all those things. It depends on our day. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta yeah. do this... Uh, you gotta start posting up, like, with the V. Yeah. Oh, yeah. V. That looks too... V. I don't know. That's a little too suggestive. After right. she signs, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true, man. Hey, if it sells merchandise, come on. Oh, yeah. All right. So, hey, you know what? It's great having you guys on. Rock and I were talking about the amazing coming out party that Fount had at the U.S. Nationals. And the whole club, many folks from Seattle were all watching it live. I watched it a few times because it was so good. But Jennifer and V, I'm going to let you guys talk about that experience because V, you had an amazing showing and the team did too. And we want to talk yeah. about that and, and not just about how you podiumed in your first U.S. national race, but what was amazing is how you guys did it as a team. Because to me, that was as equally powerful as V winning. I'll let you guys go ahead and jump in and, and, and give me your thoughts on that. Well, I think that it was kind of a progression into nationals, as you know. I mean, Veronica started like two years ago and was the ultimate representative of what Fount stands for in the sense that she showed up in tennis shoes and sweatpants and had the right mindset and willing to learn and just said, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Just tell me the right things to do. And so you know, for two years plus, her training peaks is completely green, meaning that she's done every single workout exactly as she's supposed to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then ultimately with that and all the learnings from the training, um, I felt like nationals was, okay, let's see if uh, she's as good as we think she is. And for her, I think she wanted to prove that she could do it. I mean, because it's one thing to have the numbers on paper. It's another thing to put it all together. And so I think as far as the team, doing it as a team, it's like that culmination of all those training sessions together, all those lessons learned, all those like failures and defeats and picking yourself back up. And and I kind of felt like Nationals was all of that since, you know, she competed Thursday, Friday, Sunday. Thursday, so she did, yeah. Yeah. She did the time trial, mm -hmm. the crit, and then the road race. And so her time trial was okay. <laughs> Not her best. She got a good lesson and you know, Peloton <laughs> skills and stuff like that and was super, super down. 
and then kind of going through that and having to pick herself back up and come back on Sunday and, you know, give it a go. I felt like that was ultimately bike racing and a weekend. <laughs> so, so do you, do you think that yeah. ultimately the, the result, the podium was, is this a big surprise or something no. that is expected from, for me, it was not a surprise because I felt like we went over the course. We got there a week early. We went over the course mm -hmm. over and over again. We looked at the hill and where they need to be and like the corner and her power profile and how this course suits her. And we were so excited to actually mm -hmm. be able to ride the hills versus read about them. But again, mm -hmm. like just because somebody has the capability to do it, it all changes on game day. And so, yeah when I heard that she got third, you know, tears were streaming, but I wasn't like <laughs> shocked that she got third. I was yeah. just so happy for it. It wasn't a fluke. It was just more yeah. of like that culmination of like, Hey, you know what? Love is not imposter syndrome. Right. Like yeah. we can yeah. totally, we totally can put the actions behind our words. Yeah. And it was almost a relief kind of, it sounds really weird, but it felt kind of relieving to be like, okay, yeah, this, like, this whole culmination of all of this preparation and all of this hope and work and everything, like, it was, it led up to this, and it was very kind of, I guess, relieving in the sense that it, we, we follow through with our word. I mean, I feel like in racing and life, right, like, there's often times that you put all this work in to whether it's a relationship or a result or a job, and and you just don't get the result you want. Right. I mean, I think for us, like, so I know that that's a natural part, but I think for us almost having that COVID year, like we were ready yeah. to go. Yeah, you you know, we were ready to race. We were ready to go. And Veronica certainly yeah. was chopping oh, yeah. up the bit. <laughs> you know, she cat catted up to a cat two in her first year. And remember, that was the times of she had to do 10 races as a cat five. You know, they changed yeah. that rule. But so she was like ready. So her discipline to put in a whole nother year through all these unknown circumstances. Like, I just feel like that shows her character as a person and as a racer. Absolutely. I, I think the thing for me as, as a fan, because <laughs> I'm a fan as much as I am a, a team member, but I've ridden with you guys. I've trained with you and you guys are, are beasts. I remember riding with you and V. Um, in December on that Rafa Festa 500, when you got you guys didn't even know I was there, but I was just come back to Rockets, and you suddenly came up this hill, and I jumped on your guys' wheel, and it was at night, and you didn't even know I was there, and I was just on your guys' wheel, and you're riding through these hills in December at I don't know 10 o'clock at night. You know, I finally got dropped because no, I'm not gonna, I can't, I can't keep up with these ladies, but I have a sense and I got a feel for how strong you are just training and riding with you, and I also know. How how much you all work so hard together and that, I mean, year round and, and that it's not just a team that you guys are, are friends. I mean, y'all, you, you all hang out together and it's this bond that you guys have formed through being in battle and training under adverse conditions that impresses me. And then when, so when you see the results of that, it's really powerful. It was so exciting for me too. To, you know, we were watching uh, the ladies race, and it came down to this last this last hill. And it's so funny. It's like everybody's personalities came out before that. Jennifer asked me like, "How does she need to approach this finish?" You know, I was like, first one into this corner wins." You know, like up the hill. And then Jennifer does her thing, and she's like, "Okay, Veronica, practice this." And then 
we do it and she's like okay do it again all right let's do it again <laughs> follow my wheel let's do it again and we just did it over and over and over you know and then you know veronica's actually have, has to do the work she's the one yeah. doing the work you know yeah. And uh, th- that was the cool thing. And when we watched it live, is like it's yeah. gonna come down just like we yeah. talked about. Yeah. <laughs> and I see Veronica battling for the front. It's just like uh, so exciting. And yeah, yeah, it was just that was the payoff. Like Jennifer said, the tears come. You know, yeah. you're just so excited. You know, and uh, well, and the relief. And I think that I think that course too. Like you can look at national championships or any big races and. You know, like sometimes it is a matter of, you know, being at the right place at the right time Mm -hmm. or like something happens and someone crashes or whatever it might be. No doubt. Well, also what was really cool for me is just to see how much attention the club was getting. Like it literally was like we were saying earlier, it was a coming out party because as somebody who's a member of the club for a couple of years, in fact, I'm in my third year now to see like them talking about your club. Here we are up in Seattle. There's a sense of pride you know how hard you worked for it. And, and so it's really satisfying as a fan is to know that you had, you know, you worked really hard, you put a strategy in place, you executed and it worked. That's, that's pretty cool. I mean, just the beginning of some great things for Fount. Um, I know that, that, that like I was going into bike shops and, and running into friends that rode, everybody was talking about it. Everybody was talking about it. And not only did you make the club proud, you made the whole cycling community in the Pacific Northwest really proud. And and thank you for that. It really lifted it up. It lifted us up. And you know what? We needed it, man, because mm-hmm. it's been a hell of a year and a half. So you brought a lot of joy to Seattle for sure. So well done indeed. So that said what's next can't reveal all the details yet we're losing our baby what? <laughs> <laughs> flying uh, bee is flying away yeah mm. she's just got a life changing opportunity really? coming up it's sort of like you know the sequel to what, Cinderella like goes, goes having kids no <laughs> no no I, I she she has an opportunity to make cycling a real career and wow. you know quit everything she's doing and move to Europe and uh and yeah become a full-time cyclist see what she what she can do who knows we might see her in the Olympics in uh, 4 years and the women's latour next year which is gonna, they're going to have the first women's latour de France next year yeah mm-hmm. who knows who it's knows possible. right yep. it's possible but she'll always be an honorary member oh I'm yeah right. yeah always you started, I mean, you were an athlete, you were a soccer player, right? High level, high performing soccer player. And, and you know, soccer players are, are the best athletes. We know I played soccer. <laughs> they are. I mean, yeah. And um, you played soccer and you you joined Fount three years ago and you just had like kind of a, I don't know, a beater bike. You didn't even have clips on. You, you kind of had <laughs> nope. bike shorts, but you, had, you, you didn't have. I a don't ki- think I owned a pair of bike yeah, shorts. Yeah, you didn't own. OK, you didn't even own a pair of bike shorts. So you showed up. Three years ago, you joined Fount, and three years later, you're podium in the Nationals. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Talk about that. <laughs> Talk about your progression in terms of how you got into cycling, and then just your progression the last three years to get to this point. Yeah. Um, so I guess after graduating from after my last career at Willamette University, so it's a D3 school, but it was still playing 
it's like a full-time career regardless of the um, division. After that, I kind of, I fell into running to try and fill that void of competitiveness. And I didn't really get the, I don't know, it wasn't as gratifying to have just the running as it was so individualized. And then a running friend brought me to the meet the team ride back in 20, late 2018. And that's when, um, I met Jennifer and David and they saw something in me. I don't know what it was. Just the <laughs> fact that I showed the up. Fire. They saw the uh, fire. Yeah. They were like, man, we got to get you on a real bike. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And Jennifer just took me under her wing and was like, we need to get you this bike. I can have this bike, find this bike for you and we'll get you in an actual kit, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, since then and having David, um, as my coach and just really trusting the program had the, as I started was running a little bit while riding. And then there was a point when Jennifer was like, you need to stop running. And I was like, yeah. uh, not good okay. for the joints. Yeah. And just focusing on riding. And I think that was really obviously very beneficial for me. So yeah, just really going all in with it and trusting the program um, and the coaching and everything. And as Jennifer said, I take pride in the fact that I haven't missed a workout. I think maybe one day I was like not feeling it. And one day in three yeah. years. Pretty amazing. Yeah. I don't think there's um, anybody on the club that could say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely tough to get out and ride, especially when you're on your own. Yeah. Um, and there was a time during COVID that I was writing by myself a lot i remember and I think, passing you a few times like like yeah in the opposite directions out <laughs> of like washington her? no no oh no 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 in opposite directions <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> That's yeah <funny. laughs> um yeah that was definitely a, a tough time for sure because i missed riding with my ladies and the rest of the team and um it yeah. was but it really, honestly, it was kind of good in a way because it made me really realize what I had taken for granted. Yeah. Or when I got back riding with people, it just felt like I was home and just being with everybody and doing the rocket ride and the miserable weather and just growing together through that really just provides me so much happiness and gratification. I think that is just what keeps me going. I'm fortunate to have a lot of self-motivation. I can just go out and race against myself a good amount, but it's always so much better when I can suffer with my teammates. Yeah. Yeah, like Rock and I were talking about this earlier is that when you're feeling those days where you're not feeling 100% or, or not everything mm -hmm. that you that you know you could be, the group will lift you up, right? That energy. Yeah. And, and I find Definitely. that too when I, when I go out on a training session or we did a group ride together a few weeks ago and that group just lifts you up, you know, and gets mm -hmm. you to do things maybe that, that you wouldn't do just on your own. What Jennifer and Rocket and, and you all have put together on the Fount women's side is phenomenal. I think it's the biggest women's team in the Pacific Northwest or one of the biggest clubs nationally well, definitely the bit one of the biggest impacts for sure yeah biggest impact mm -hmm. and and it's not just about how many people y'all have but it's it's the quality of individuals and jennifer what is it and, and rocket i want you to weigh on this too what is it that you have created in terms of cohesiveness 
teamwork, friendship, sisterhood, brotherhood. What is it that, that, that you think that you've created that's special that, that you, you don't see maybe on other teams and clubs? Because it's, it's something to me that's really special. Well, I, I think that everybody wants to be at our rides. Like, they look forward to them. Like, like Veronica was saying, just like, you know, you start thinking about the rocket ride on Monday. You know, you're like, yeah. oh, I can't wait. To it's like an ride. event. Yeah, and, and yeah. you know, same thing. We had the night ride last night, you know. Right. Like, you, these these events, you just start thinking about, like, oh, man, I got to I gotta be ready for this. You know, I want to make it, or I want to be in this group or that group. or yeah. and, and you look forward to it, even though it's hard that that's the byproduct is is like you, you realize afterwards how hard it was but you're kind of suffering with your friends right and it, it is it's not so bad yeah and and the level of competition is really high you know because you really it's like sparring you know we're yeah. out there sparring and then we shake hands and pull each other yeah. up and say hey good one you got me there you know yeah. and uh, i think that's that's the mo it's the motivation that it provide i feel like with our team and for me personally you know with my relationship with veronica like there's a certain bit of knowledge that you know and you bring into it and this is just how it is like david will tell you that with coaching like regarding like how do you take somebody who's brand new and bring them up to the top i feel like i always tell veronica like hey i'm sorry you know, I, I get really worried about her, like <laughs> I'm worried about my experiences and I'm such a mom. my experiences on her. I know, and I said this is kind of almost <laughs> like parent practice, but like, and then the way that Veronica <laughs> needs to be treated is different than say the way Aaliyah needs to be treated or Flo needs to be treated. Jennifer, what you created with the Fount ladies is it's amazing. I mean, you really are kind of like the team mom, and 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 you guys go through so much together and you've been through life things together and you and and that's what what i love is it you know more more people need to be like that like businesses need to be like that communities need to be more like that watching out for each other you know having each other's backs and and also creating a space for each individual to have what they're there to have and supporting each other in that and and that's what personally i get from fountain everybody has different things they want to get out of cycling but um whatever it is you want to get you can get and then you have uh the support system there to uh to support you in it i think with the women's team like we never have been out like there to prove something but our mentalities kind of got us to this point where we're like, Hey, you know, we can toe the line with men and we can, you know, be just as aggressive and race just as hard and yeah. really, you know, make a good name for women. That's right. Yeah. Jennifer's mm -hmm. spot on. And you know, I've seen it the last couple of years and you know, with no, no minimal racing last year, yeah. it was, it was we were kind of bummed out to not to show them off, you know, but this year was finally, you know, the ladies result at us pro was like, we told you, you know, it's like, yeah. I remember I, you see these killers every day on Tuesday and yeah. Thursday and Wednesday, you yeah. know, like in the weekends throwing are you, down. Yeah. Are you surprised? <laughs> yeah. And I just, I was just, I'm just so tickled because yeah. we, we finally showed everybody. Well, yeah. Yeah. And you had the opportunity to, which you were denied last year. Well, I, I'm excited to, to see, you know, where it goes. The best is yet to come. Veronica, we'll have you back on when, when you can talk about what we really want to talk about, but we know that mom's <laughs> the word right now. Yeah, so, definitely. so we're just going to tease the audience that, hey, and Veronica's going to have a major announcement 
pretty soon. Um, and, and it's pretty big. Let's just say that. And I'll leave it at that. How's that rock? Is that cool? <laughs> that sounds, sounds good. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Jennifer, it was great having you on again. We'll have you back on. Love having you on and, and always love what, to hear what you have to share. And I will see you tomorrow night at the races at Seward Park, too. All right. We want to thank Jennifer and Veronica for being on today's episode. But most of all, we want to thank you because without you, we're just two guys sitting in a room talking to ourselves. And it's fun, but it's a lot more fun with you. Until next time, peace, love, music, art, cycling, and transformation. This is We Ride Why Radio. I am a passenger and I ride and I ride. I ride through the city backsides. I see the stars come out of the sky. Yeah, the bright and hollow sky. You know, it looks so good tonight.
Why Radio, thank you for riding with us.